And you're on the dock here with Pastor Troy and Gang on the dock.org. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we're all about conversations to propel your faith out of the shadows and into the deep. Got Mother Beth on platform with us today. Mother Beth, how are you doing? I'm great. You're not good in your chair. You've wiggled. You I moved during the intro. I get right today. I know. If you Look, if at any point in time, you just need to get up and rework the chair and all that stuff, just tell Lucas to go to a camera that won't catch you bent over. So... <laughs> So she's on. And, and you got your hair done. You got, you got, you got fresh color in your hair. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, you know Donna's come out and throw down a gauntlet on us on this whole I know. thing. I know. She wants us to have a new publicity shots for season season oh, three. We'll have new publicity. I'm shots. all for that. Yeah, let's, we're gonna get new shots. Let's do that. And Lucas, we discussed you last night Wednesday night. Not only about your sabotaging of young Colt, right. but we talked about the fact that you have thrown us off with multicolored shirts. And I told people since you've left staff, I've seen green yeah. and white, and I'm wearing green again. I know. We we, we said that, and people are like, whoa, yeah. it's not some shade of deep gray or black. I know. I said no, and I said Colt, what do you wear back here? Black. I said Colt. You got to stay up with the things. Catch up with the times. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to have new publicity shots for season three. Good. Season three. New, look look forward to that. New <laughs> shots. Not not this shot. Uh, and she looks beautiful. And 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 Lucas looks good. But And the problem is we can't use... Donna's not here today, but we can't use that shot because she's gone fantastic gray. And she looks great with it, but... But and, and then me, look at me. I look bewildered. I just, I oh, never, you look great. but I never wear a white shirt. You see my wife beater, my old, old man shirt under there. You know, I look uh, good. Yeah. I, it's, it's a fresh it looks shirt. like you have a, like a Honduran shirt on. Yeah. I got my Honduran. Yeah. Yeah. Wyla Vera. And, yeah. but see, I mean, I'm, I've never done a show on the show without a black shirt on. So I know. Why would today, you look today? I wore, I went short sleeve. I went short sleeve today though. Why did you have a white shirt on for that picture? I, it's, a, it's my staff yeah, photo for like the church. Yeah. It's a holiday or something. It was, I don't know. It was just. Oh, I got to go back and tell people. Yeah. Yes. Hey, if you're watching us, you found us. If you haven't, <laughs> we're on YouTube, Spotify, and iTunes. I ran into a couple people yesterday. One was Colt. He said he had started in iTunes all the way back at the beginning. He said, man, the show's pretty good. I said, I said, yeah, it's good. So then a couple of our new families are watching it too, and they're really enjoying it, and they're sharing it with people. So you find out that our season one. So we're going to get all new hair, new pictures, and new makeup and all that new stuff. you know. Golly, and, and then really? people are going to see the old version of us. You yeah. ought to be able to go back like Lucas and Lucas does this. You should be able to go digitally fix us. Yeah. <laughs> no. Not with yeah. our tech. Not ask, with our tech. Ask AI to do it. That's yeah, yeah. We'd have to have like yeah, what was like Spielberg or somebody come I'm in. I'm against AI. So, so go find us on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Facebook, Roku, Rumble, Sermonette. And we'd love to hear from you on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Telegram, Getter. Uh, check it out. Talk to us. Let us know. Uh, we'd love to hear what color shirt you'd like to see Lucas in for his PR shot next year. <laughs> oh uh, hit subscribe, Thanks like, notify, comments, tell other people about us tell them to go back and start in season one and watch us from the beginning through it'll all make sense uh, and go to patreon you become our partner sponsor we'd love to have you as a partner sponsor on the program and you can go to on the doc.org to find out more about us link us we'll link you there to all of our sites and to my patreon you can find out more that way you can also email us at info at on the doc.org so good last time i did this i had such a sore throat and i feel so much better here i got my picture up again i'm out of order in the show well, today now, my ears are stopped up your ears are stopped up yeah. for the bible tells me so series that's what we're in and i i, I wrestled we're not going to actually be studying a book of the bible like we did with mike or psalms or colossians last you know last year but in this digging deeper in the word series, I, I did a message here at the church I pastor, Community Faith Church, called "For the Bible Tells Me So," uh, and I got it in quotes because we know that's from the, the child song, you know, "Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so." So I have that in quotes, and um, 
I, I want to do this because I, I still think I want to call it a part of our digging deeper in the word, but we're actually going to talk about the word. So we're going to lay some foundation because we're going to do more of the word series. And I think it's good sometimes to, to get a handle on the Bible itself and to kind of look at the key to it to us. So you guys are, we're going to have a good time talking about it. We're going to get into the origin story of the, for the Bible tells me so. And I think this will be good, uh, good series for us. In it, we're getting to the back end of season two, so uh, of our of our new stuff, and so I think this will be a good way to wrap it up and kind of get ready for what'll be coming out in the near future. Uh, so let's get started here. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. Digging deeper in the word series for the Bible tells me so. Part one, lo the logos. Some people say logos, logos, no. logos, logos. Yeah, they say about logos, logos, logos. You say logos, I say logos, tomato, tomato, logos. That's what it is, the logos. The word logos, we'll get to it here in a minute. It's a complicated word, but it's a Greek word, and we'll get to it. All right, we're ready to go here. I, I do have my bumper for this series. If we ever need it, I, I'm going to play it. I'm just going to play it because I think we need it. Just because you have it. You're I play have it. it. I didn't use it last series. Here we go. Here's the bumper. It's like the pre. -movie. It's peaceful, isn't it? Yeah, it's like the pre-movie music, the pre. And I paid money for this, so I, I need to get some use out of it. It's very nice. Yeah. Big crescendo. I love that. We're going to have to live up to this. I feel like we're fixing to watch The Lion King. Yeah. <laughs> don't say the other word. Don't. Don't say the word. There it goes again. Well, what a good. That was a good bumper, Lucas. Yeah. Wow. I mean, production quality is high here on that the dock. That was good. Yeah, yeah, we use that. I mean, I that's I went out there in the market and got that one. Lucas has done some great bumpers for us oh, here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we got some. That we're going to show those in season three. I, I'm going to do some with the resistance in season three, Lucas. Uh, I'm going to kind of start season three off with that, and I'm planning on maybe doing something big with pastors again, and, mm -hmm. and on the concept of being a remnant, looking for pastors that are remaining faithful. Yeah, and talking about what that costs. So that's it's a season three tease. We'll be talking about that soon. But I thought we might start with that resistance series and and kind of look at it from the remnant standpoint. So big, big, big sound there, you know. Yeah. All right, let's get into this. Gen <laughs> if you're going to talk about the word, where do you start? Genesis one one. <laughs> you ready for this? Genesis one one. New Living Translation. If you're riding along, <laughs> don't look at your screen. Don't look in the Bible. I'll read it to you. Keep your eyes on the road. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. Big crescendo there. I love that bumper. It's good. What a great text. First three verses of the Bible, are, I mean, they're powerful, powerful words. And we're calling this the, the Logos. Why, why Logos, Lord? Uh, logos is a, is a kind of a word that has a connotation that's just incredible it's it, it's 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 i don't want to say i was going to use the word prehistoric it's like pre-prehistoric <laughs> you know prehistoric would be like the old times you know but it's like pre-prehistoric it's before even the beginning of our history 
So there's like no bones in the ground. There was no bones. There was no ground. It's like pre pre historic. Mm. So mm. logos is it, when, when the Bible says he is the great. I am. I am is just a long line of infinity to infinity and beyond. The logos is the infinity and beyond. Not Buzz Lightyear, but the infinity. And the logos is everything that implies. It was before there was a thought for us. It, it'll be after a thought for us. And it's not that there's not a story before. We know there's some story about heaven and hell and the fight and the separation that go on before, I think, the creation. There's clearly a story that, and we shall reign forever and ever with him. So there's something on the other side of Revelations 22, which we'll talk yeah. about. So there's a, the logos is, encompasses all that. And here's a, here's an important thing. If the Bible is not significant in your life, you'll never find out what's on the other side of that line other than maybe it's a really bad, 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 bad party in the bad, Do you bad think place. that? No, I think we all know. I think we I all think know. We all... Well, hell's a real place and right. heaven's a real place. The question is, will you have the freedom to know or will you just will you be trapped? Take part in it or will you when just... people are in prison, they don't necessarily get to go out and have picnics no, anymore. Right. No, no, they're I trapped, know that. you know, but there'll be an awareness. I assume. I but... think there would be not just an awareness, there would be an understanding that I no longer have a freedom. I missed it. Yeah. I, I'm not a part of whatever's happening. Yeah. I think that would be what would make it the greatest hell is you're sitting there watching. In the Bible, we got that story of the rich young man looking across the gulf and begging somebody to go tell his family. You get the image that you'll always know what you missed, and that would be the greatest of hell, is that you're, 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 it's like everybody's eating cake, but you never get to eat it. Mm -hmm. Except for we're talking about way beyond cake. We're talking about eternal life type stuff. The answers to life, the the joy of life, the 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 things you know, there will be absence. What hell is for me is not the the horrible place. It's horrible. It's the absence of God. But if you look at a culture with the absence of God, cultures with that the absence of God are gone. They, they 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 disintegrate. They destroy. So just imagine a culture without the absence of God. That would be a wicked place. Yeah. So it would be just a in a, a place where you can't get out of. So it would be like Groundhog Day in your worst place. Groundhog Day in your worst place with no good day at the end. So just, I mean, so Logos is along that whole continuum. Um, it's the divine word of God, um, but it's also uh, the second person of the Trinity. And let me, I'll, I'll throw this definition up though. So there, there you see pronunciation of this. Mm. And, and, and it comes right out of Genesis, right out of Genesis. You know, it says, then God said, let there be light and the light was light. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was formless and empty. You know, and, and then God said, let there be light. The word was spoken and there was light. The logos occurred. So this is a logos moment. And we'll see a better version of that here. So let me show you, let me show you a better version of that. Um, the, the better version of that's in John. John 1, 1. So uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the four gospels. Matthew, Mark, and Luke are synoptic. They, they run the same timeline. They're telling the story in the same perspective, in the same order, roughly. They follow Jesus' life, and they tell a walking footpath story. John 1, and John's gospel, tells the story, but it tells it as a commentary to those walking the path. So if you've ever watched uh, like Lord of the Rings or one of these great shows, and you've had the CV, CD or DVD, and then you've gone in and put on the director's cut where the direct where they play the movie, and then you can hear the directors talking. We were thinking this yeah. as they were walking through, and we were hoping to help them experience. And underneath this was John is that's what John is. John's a director's cut. Mm -hmm. John had the benefit of having read Matthew, Mark, and Luke. 
And then he gave commentary on what was really behind it. Mm. And Jesus, yeah, Jesus came into the world and he did this, this and that. But yes, guys, understand Jesus was the light. Mm. And the light was always there. And all, he went behind the curtain and explained not the personal actions of Jesus, but he explained the personhood of who Jesus was. Mm -hmm. So John is deep. Matter of fact, here's what I'm working on right now. We've been studying Matthew for almost two years at our church on Wednesday nights. We're in Matthew 21, 22 right now. <laughs> That's crazy. I, I know. I just, the Lord told me but to do it. Been and so and good. it's been rich. It's, it's getting deeper and people are getting stronger. And we have just taken our time. We do about a pericope or two a night and it's just been rich. And, and I'm hoping, gosh, I've only got four or five more weeks. I'm not sure I'll get it done before fall uh, because we take a break here in a few weeks. But I, the Lord put on my heart recently that I should do John next. Mm. So it would be coming back around through it and, t and going a little bit more deeper. And I just got to decide whether people can handle it, you know, because you really, you go from, it's one thing when the parables are there and the parables are a lot of metaphor. Now John itself is a metaphor on the, on the gospel. It's you've got to, he's doing the best he can to explain something. He, John's an old man when he, older man, when he writes the gospel in revelation, he's an older man. Uh, a lot of them are younger when they write that with the mm -hmm. other gospels. They're not young, young, but they're, they, they were written 60, 70, 80, but they were written like 30 years after Jesus died. The gospels were mm -hmm. so, but John was written probably some people say between 70 and 90. So he got a chance to read the others, think about it. He was the youngest disciple, a lot of people believe. So he had the most reflection. He also lived the longest. He lived, died. A, he died a painful death from, from abuse and from trying to be killed, but he did die natural death. Mm -hmm. He's the only one that died a natural death that we know of. And, and so John got to, he became the sage of the entire church. The youngest guy at the breast of Jesus, the kid, became the oldest, wisest guy in the church at the end. And we get that in the book of John. We get that in, in first and second and third John. We get that in John the Revelator. We get incredible, incredible jeweled wisdom. And first, second, and third John were written before the Gospel of John. So when you read first, second John, especially, you get you, you get almost a you get almost John 3.16, almost John 1.1. 1, 1. You get these almost like you feel like you've read this. What happened is it's the prequel. You know, they're already saying, may the force be with you. Mm -hmm. So when you get to, you know, it's, it's like a Star Wars timeline where your, 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 your prequel, first, second, third John are younger letters when they were writing letters to the young church. But the gospel of John's like his complete unabridged version of what happened. Mm -hmm. And then Revelations is like, what's next? So it's like, it's after Acts. It's like the history, you know, we, in Acts, we read about all the churches Paul and Peter started and James and Barnabas. But John John's commentating on what's happened to those churches, the church at Ephesus. Okay, so what's the time difference between when he wrote the Gosh. book of John well, and book, Revelation? Revelation is toward the very end of his life. It's toward yeah, so do 80s, you know, very is end. there any kind of 90 AD? No, I know, but I mean in, in the Gospels of how many years 20? happened between it? Some people say I'll be safe and say twenty years. Would he, was he on the island? I, all guys that out time? there, I'm, I'm throwing an average out here. So it's not, I mean, scholars could say John's gospel is written sometime between 70 and 90, but he died somewhere around 90 at Patmos. But yeah, how long John, was Revelations was his last work. How long was he on the island? I, I, you do know, we, I don't do know the know answer that? to that. I, I, at least 10 years. At least 10 years. Because he was sentenced there. He was, right. he was trapped there. Right. You know, they tried to kill him. It didn't work. The pot of oil fell over. He was scalded and burnt with oil. And, and he, he lived supernaturally through that. Right. But from that island, he wrote prolifically to every church. He mentored, uh, Paul's dead. Timothy and Titus, he mentors them. He mentors Timothy at the church of Ephesus. Ephesus, John was 
over the church of Ephesus before he got caught and, and put away. Uh, he was kind of running the church from Ephesus. So Ephesus was the center. But see, Ephesus started by Paul. So you're on the other side of Acts. So it's like Revelations is like the warning to the bad Acts churches. So if you think about it, we are an Acts church. We come out of Acts and Revelations jumps on the other side of all of us and kind of says, are you one of these seven churches? Here's what you need to listen to. So what do you mean when you say we're an Acts church? What does that, well, what does we're that mean? still in front of Revelations. We are a church that flows out of the story of Acts. We're, we're a part of the Roman European church growth. Mm -hmm. I mean, eventually it got to Spain, it got to Rome, and they, they floated over here and established Christianity, right? Mm -hmm. So we're out of the Acts church. The, church. the book of Revelations is the end times. Mm -hmm. We're not there yet. We may be on the urge of it, or the, or the, but John's actually writing to us or to our children, or our mm -hmm. children's children. Hmm. Now, the warnings to the church could be to any time period. Right. But he's specifically saying the time is short. And I, it could easily be now. So revelations could be directly, I mean, we could be seeing, I, I read an article this week in, um, I don't know, it's like Martyr Magazine or one of the one of the Martyrs Magazines for the persecuted, uh, the, prefer, the Voice of the Martyrs. And it was all about the thing in Israel. Yeah. I, I've got a copy of it to give everybody. Yeah. If, it's so good. It's talking. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually subscribed to them. Do you so get they, them? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you read the article about the temple? There, that there, there's an article in the temple. Uh, like it's one, it's in the last year. I've got a copy. I'll give you. Oh, okay. But it, it, it's talking about how everything's ready and how they're talking right now. Right now, they're negotiating about how to start the morning and evening sacrifice again and where they would do it. And the new leadership over there is saying we're willing to, they're letting Jews go up on the mount now. They used to never, when I went there, they couldn't go up. The new, it's more right now over there. So they're actually saying they have, they should have access. So the leaders have been, a couple of them have been up there and they're saying they want to have a place where they can start doing the morning. So they're wrestling through where would they do that and how that would happen. Now it's not happened yet, but when you see the morning and evening sacrifice, see, you'll know we're in, in the, the three and a half, seven year thing when the sacrifices stop. So you can't be there until they're started. Hmm but they're talking about starting it. Now, maybe that goes on for the next 20 years, 30 years, 100 years, 500 years. But again, Israel wasn't a state till 1949. Jerusalem wasn't the capital till, till 2020. You know what I mean? So if they're talking about starting it, you're talking about, they're talking like, like the Muslims are considering not the Muslims. No, yeah, well, the Jew, no, 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 to share space. No, 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 no. The Muslims aren't allowing them to share space. The Jews are saying, this is our space too. We're going to well, do it. It's forced. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be rough. Wow. Yeah. So they're talking about maybe doing the sacrifice someplace on the side of the wall underneath up on the mountain someplace. They haven't resolved it. When you read the article, you'll see what I'm talking about. It's in Voice of the Martyrs. I can't tell you which edition. Maybe I'll try to grab it hmm. later. It's on my desk down there. Maybe before the next episode. I don't episode, know why we'll that's so out. amazing. It just is. Every no, but, time I but, hear it, but so when amazing. we went to, when we went to Israel years ago, you know, we, our tour guide said, you know, all the components of the temple, all the articles are already made. They're in I warehouses. They're, they're ready to build the thing. All it's going to take is a conflict between Iran and Israel. They push everybody out. And next thing you know, they're building. They're talking about actually creating a place where the altar, like they did in the tabernacle, a temporary place where they could begin to reestablish like Shiloh. They could begin to do that again. 
and and that is where you can have the con- the desecration of the holy of holies. Yeah, you don't actually have. I've never thought about no, it. We don't have. You a, don't have to. Well, we don't look, have a temple. No, here's the deal. You don't have to have a temple. We can have a tabernacle. You have to have a, an altar. I've I, I've always a, thought it's going to happen when they knock the dome off and they start right. building the, the temple. That's what we assume. We assume, That's but what we but do. but God never liked that temple to begin with. He liked the tabernacle. So all they have to do is reestablish a spot for the tabernacle up there. Then you can put the altar and you have a holy of holies. It's inside the tabernacle. Then you can have a then you can have somebody come in and desecrate it. Now you're in antichrist territory. Jeez. I don't get into all this. I'm not an end time preacher. I'm a be ready all the time preacher. <laughs> no, so, but it's real. This it's is real, real stuff. stuff. It's, not, no, it's being talked about. It, they've actually gone up there and are beginning to do stuff, and they're doing ceremonies up there, and they're they're just trying to sort through how they would do it. The fact that it's being discussed, it's it, just it's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. So John one one, how we got on that? It has nothing to do with this. I'm shit. sorry. No, it's, we're talking but, about the logos. But we're talking about the logos. I mean, in the beginning, let me John one one. In the beginning was the word logos. The word there is logos. Already existed, and the word logos was was with God, and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. So the Genesis one one and John one one are the same. That's what John's trying to say. John's giving you a commentary. See, Matthew and Luke just gave you the birth narrative, and, and, and Jesus was born to a woman named Mary, and, 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 and Luke, the Holy Spirit overshadowed her. You, know, you get the story. But John says, this Jesus is the Logos, and the Logos was God, and the Word was God, and he exists in the beginning. What is that? Genesis 1.1. So he's telling you the backstory. Mm-hmm. So nobody's confused when they read John's gospel. Jesus is God. I know we get into this Trinitarian stuff. Is Trinity three or one? It's just one. Yeah. You know, three yeah. relationships. Okay. God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. Verse four, the word logos gave life to everything that was created. There you go. Genesis one, one. And his life brought life to everyone. The light shines in the darkness. That's verse two. Boom. Light, lights on. And the darkness can never extinguish it. The devil has no authority because he didn't know how to create anything. So we right there, we're just told amazing things. And then I, we jump down to verse 14, the famous verse. So the word, the logos, in the beginning was God. That God became human and made his home among us. That's who Jesus, God the Father, God, God the, the Father, Son. and God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. It doesn't mean that he changed into these three. No. He is the three in one. So when he says, when Jesus says, I go yes. and I'll prepare a place and I'll send you my spirit as an advocate, he's saying, I'm going to send you back my spirit as an advocate. Right. And, I, and, and greater is you than you than me in the world because of the quantity. Me as Jesus can just be here preaching in the Sermon on the Mount. Me and Holy Ghost form in heaven can send me back to you omnipresent, omniscient, all power. If I can put it in Lucas and me and everybody listening, everybody can have a piece of Jesus. I don't know why it just amazes me that people have such a hard time with that i i guess i've just always because a lot of people want to say well he had three phases or he has three people or it's a committee of three no i i don't understand because they struggle with the fact that jesus was talking to his father but when he talks to his father he's talking have some imagination people remember jesus was son of man and son of god simultaneously so the man here he he's the logos but it's it's just it's just a perspective, right? And so he's showing people that I'm not going to be here, but the Father's always with you. 
and, and it's like he was with them too because when they when when he calls when he when he calls one of the disciples i'm trying to think of nathaniel and he and he, he philip says hey nathaniel is a good one and jesus when when nathaniel comes to jesus that that jesus says in the bible when he calls him as a disciple he says I, I already had seen you had already been with you under the tree, right? Which wow. means when you were out doing your devotion under your special tree, Jesus, son of man said, I, I'm still son of God. I was out there hearing there you. with you. Yeah, so you, you ever watch a good Superman episode? I, the, one of the recent ones, the, the, the modern one, the where, yeah, work. when they got the super hearing and he can hear his wife from halfway across the planet yeah. and then he gets in trouble with his wife because he overheard stuff. And she said, <laughs> you don't have a right to use your super hearing on me. You know, and, and he says, I'm sorry, because she has cancer this season. And then, then, then he can hear his sons doing stuff and all this stuff. And he has to learn to shut it off. Yeah. Jesus had super hearing. I mean, he was present. Just because he was here didn't mean he the heavens there. got shut yeah. down. Right. Right. I mean, why do you think he knew what they thought? Right. <laughs> he, he he still can read their dreams. Yeah. He still made them. Yeah. I mean, he. I mean, I mean, he. I mean, he. Why do you think he could unpack the Bible? He 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 had the limited capacity of a human body at the moment. He was the Bible. But he, but but he's not. But he was not limited just to be in that body and no. only be there. See, we're confused that we think that God existed. What a lot of people make is modalism, which is not biblical. You go from God to Jesus to Holy Ghost. That's and, just limiting but, God. So what happens is there's God, then there's Jesus, but there's no God. There's Jesus and Jesus. Then there's Holy Spirit, but there's no more Jesus or God. So he's in modes. That's called modalism, and, and it's easy to get there because it feels a little bit like that. But it, what it's saying is Jesus can be here and still be here as God. Mm -hmm. And he can still send his spirit out with disciples going out in his name to do stuff. Cause he was on the planet when he sent them out with power and they healed people in his name. Right? Right. Jesus. We always think Jesus is limited because he's a dude. Hmm. He's limited because he's a dude, but he's also the son of God. Right. But he had to live through that life under those. I mean, uh, under those things. He had to experience it, but not everything because he walked on water. Right. I would have drowned. Yeah. So it just depends on which flip he switched, you know, which, which switch. Switchy flip. I, I always I do that, that yeah, too. yeah, I did too. So the word was loveless, became human, made his home among us. It's just a powerful concept there. There's one other text that I used in the series, Psalm 19, how sweet your words taste to me. They are 119, 103, 105. Uh, how sweet your words taste to me. They are like sweeter than honey. Your commandments give me understanding. No wonder I hate every false way of life. Your word, your logos is like a lamp to guide my feet and a light to my path. I just like whether you look at John or you look at Genesis um, or whether you look at Psalms, David, the, uh, the, the, the word just lights our way. Yeah. And it's our path. It's our path guide. So logos is what we're in about. I, I need people to understand the, the concept of logos is the word is just littered through the Bible. I mean, I, I have a chart I showed you. Can't it won't do any good here. Just all these dots mean nothing. But these are the <laughs> bands of the Bible. The top band is history books. The next band is well, no, is the patriarch books. Or no, I'm sorry, the the first five books, Pentateuch, then the history books, then you get the wisdom literature, then you get the prophets, and then on down you get the gospels, and then you get the the letters, and then you get you, you know you get and it should, all those dots represent anywhere in the Bible. It's kind of a heat chart of where the concept of being obedient to the word is listed. Some version that you must be obedient, obey my commands, follow my word. 
it just shows you that the entire Bible has anywhere from 170 to 220 mentions of being obedient using different various phrases, but it has 170 to 220 accounts telling us that we need to obey the logos. When you, Mm. when you understand obey the Bible, you're obeying the word of God, whether it was what Jesus spoke, what he inspired others to speak or what the Holy spirit spoke. They're all connected to the same origin. So I, I did this. I, I went through and looked at, I looked at like, the top 75 of these. I'm not going to give you all 75, but I pulled just a few so people could hear this. And you're going to know most of these because they're used. And, and remember, this is my top. This came from, the, I pulled 75. Then I just pulled, let me see. I pulled one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. This is the top 10 of 75. And it's not even top 10 for somebody. Else, it's just mine. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. John 14, 15. If you love me, that demonstration will be, you'll honor me. Mm-hmm. I, Acts 5.29, we, we must obey God rather than men. So if you have to choose between between bad rules and, and this, then you choose God. Because we're in a time right now where states are passing rules and laws. You know, it, it's legal in this state to, to, in our state, we've got so many abortion clinics, it's ridiculous now. It's legal to go buy drugs and, and use them. It's legal in some state, magic mu- mushrooms are getting legal in Colorado. They're legal well, now. Of course they are. Yeah, there's, I, I saw where one state's going to wait make, make fentanyl legal. No, I saw that. I did. I can't, it's insane. The things. So, so you, you read those states and where it says that, you can say, well, we can do it because the law says it. But our book says we go obey God over man. So that may mean something may be permissible, but I'm going to deny myself because my federal law, you know, in our world, federal over Trump's state law, but in our life as Christians, the Bible is our supreme law. Yeah. And and that's what you got to deal with. You, you, you may be in trouble for that, or you may need to be, you know, but we must. It doesn't say you should. We must, as Christians, obey God rather than men. First uh, John 5, 3, for this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. For this is the love of God. For if we love God, I mean, you, you would honor God. I mean, a lot of people think, well, I just kind of do what I want but I still want God to give me the good stuff. So what you're saying is I want to exploit God, but I don't want to respect God. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of people today that like the idea of God, but don't want to do the things of God. And so it becomes very exploitive. I want the, the toys and the goodies, but I don't want to, I don't want, because God's not just created these things. God is basically a lot of what he tells us to do is for our own good. Well, yeah, of course you, you, it is. you can't get his own good if you don't do it. So uh, another one, Isaiah, getting Old Testament here. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. We wonder why we don't have some things because sometimes we've not done the right thing. Uh, mm-hmm. James, another one. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. So these are what I'm talking about. There's 200 plus of these. Uh, there's These are the, my top 10. Blessed are those who fear the Lord, who find great delight in his command. Psalm 112. One, the Psalms are littered with these. Uh, another one, Joshua 22, five, this is from my stuff, but take diligent heed to do the command and the law. Cause I love Joshua, which Moses, the servant of the Lord charged you to love the Lord, your God, and to walk in all his ways and to keep his commandment and to cleave unto him and to serve him. And with all your heart and with all your soul. And then John, I love this one, John 14, 23, anyone who loves me, anybody who loves me, you've heard this theme over and over again. Now, if you love me, do you, real love, obey my teachings. My father will love them. So he talks about father and other and other tense, but that tense isn't that he's someone else. It's other tense and he's another 
Jesus is in the Kronos. He's in our timeline. But his father's in the Kairos. He's above all time. So it's like there's two, but he's saying, my father's beyond all this. My father's going to love you too. And we'll come to them and make them, make our home with them. The Holy Spirit's going to come and reside in you. The Holy Spirit will not reside in you if you're not being obedient to the Father. It just doesn't, you know, it just doesn't work that way. Second John 1, 6, and this is the love that we walk in obedience to his commands. It's the same theme again. This is the love. You know, this is the way. <laughs> <laughs> that we walk in obedience to his commands. As you have heard from the beginning, his command is that you walk in love. And last but not least, Proverbs, the wise of heart will receive commandments, but a babbling fool will come to a ruin. Don't you like that? Yeah. I mean, I just think, I think, I think there's a lot to take in here and there's a lot you can look at with the Bible. So and much. So much to understand that this logos is the life of God. It's like, and it's a continuum that's greater than us and it's after us. And to be honest with you, everybody thinks the Bible's a historical book that's, that's like ancient and old and done. And like I said, we're not even finished with what's coming in Revelation. We're yeah. still actively in the story. We're the Church of Acts. We're, we're in, we could be in one of those seven churches of Revelations, I agree, but we're not yet in the end time. Right. They're not doing the morning and evening sacrifice yet. Right. They've not ceased, they have ceased it, but, but it's gonna be ceased again because of a desecration. Mm -hmm. Some theologians argue it happened in 70 AD and they desecrated it then, but that, Nah, it doesn't work. That means the whole Bible's wrong. Right. So I, I don't, I don't get that. Yeah. And so, so let me wrap, let me, let me kind of give you this listing summary. This, I think it's kind of a good way to kind of look at it. I think first of all, we have to understand the logos. Number one, it comes by faith and we'll get in that deeper in the next episode, but you don't have to do, I told this in church uh, last night, pretty seriously on Wednesday night. Um, it, we got to get to where we as Christians don't feel like we have to defend the Bible or defend our faith choice. We just gotta declare it. Mm -hmm. And we gotta be unapologetic, but respectfully loving. We can tell people, this is my way, and you're fine to have your way, but this is who I am, and I'm not, I don't, I don't, I don't owe you an explanation. I just want to, I, I, if you're interested, I'll tell you my testimony. I'll tell you why I gave decided, but, but are you really interested? If they tell you you're interested, 1 Peter 3.15 says, be prepared to give them an answer for that hope. If they're not interested, don't waste your breath on them. Just tell them, you know, you don't have to explain God to the word. You just need to share that I found Jesus. Mm -hmm. And the word comes by faith. And I trust his word by faith. You don't have to explain it. You don't have to defend it. You don't have to justify his actions. You just have to say, I believe he's before and after us. And I want to live on that timeline, the, the Kairos timeline. And I'm not going to live on man's timeline because man's timeline leads to death. Yeah, I, I don't want to be in that prison, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So secondly, the word comes not by osmosis. So we're never going to just, we can pick some things up from other people. Like I learned John three sixteen before I could read because the guy in the end zone of football, I mean, he had it on. I, and then I, then I got somebody to tell me what that was, you know, some, there's a few texts that we learn just by the world, but faith, the word comes by our reading of it. So the one thing we really want to encourage is you got to get your own reading schedule. You can't limit your reading to what the preacher read, reads to each week or what your mama read to you one time, or your grandma. You got to get a daily plan where you just, it's like the Bible's like an elephant. You just got to eat it. Yeah. And to eat an elephant, you eat one bite yeah. at a time. And yeah. you just got to every day, take a little piece, take a little piece, take a little piece. And then start when you get through it, start over again. <laughs> 
balance that reading out. I, 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 I like daily walk, a daily walk Bible where it reads all the way through literally. That's great. I have somebody I've done it some years. I, uh, somebody else is doing it this year. They told me they're doing a, a I think Alexis has said she's doing a chronological Bible. She's never done that. Mm -hmm. That's a good way to read the yeah, Bible. It helps too. you understand the story. Um, I, I, I like what I'm reading now. This It uses the one-year Bible model. I like what we're doing right now. It, it comes from the one-year Bible. Because you get a piece of, of everything. We're reading, for the pray, we're reading the Pray for America Bible or the Pray for Persecuted or Pray for Life. They're all three of those Bibles. Pray for America, Pray for Life, Pray for Persecution are using a one-year Bible model. The one-year right. Bible model gives you a piece of Genesis, a piece of Old Testament, Old Testament a piece of Psalms, Testament. a piece of Proverbs, and a piece of the New Testament. Mm -hmm. And you read the Psalms twice. You read the Proverbs. Proverbs. Psalm. You read Psalms twice. It goes all the way through the Psalms by half the year, and then it comes through them again, which is kind of interesting. I wish you would do the Proverbs like that, too. You'd give yeah. a little longer Proverbs and do Proverbs twice. But uh, so you're basically getting a little little different sections. So sometimes one's better than the other. kind of helps you get to it. The one thing about reading the other one, the linear version, is you can be a long time in numbers. And, right. Yeah. That's so why I like what we're doing You get a piece of numbers, and you get a piece of Mark or Matthew. Yeah, it's and, easier yeah, to right, eat. Right. It in bite sizes but like every that. year i read it's different I, I sometimes i read the same bible for two years and look at my underlings and note and then i start with a fresh one and maybe trans change translations and i i'm gonna probably try to find your passion translation for next year and just variety you know? oh yeah yeah i was gonna say the one there's a book called the 30 days to understanding the bible uh -huh. um it's by max anders it's really really good because there's a lot of things that like if you just read straight through the bible it's really confusing, right? It's Absolutely. Like, what's the, what's the timeline? Where where am I in right. the in the world? Like what right. what city and where is that city located in, in in accordance to this city? This book like takes you through all of that and it right. quizzes you on it, and it's really really good. So if you guys yeah. if you're having yeah. trouble understanding where you are and, and what timeline you are, that's a good book. That's excellent. Yeah, yeah we'll yeah. check into good that. recommend. That's a good. Re the, the word also invites and blesses invites and blesses obedience. So. It, we're just to be obedient to where we don't, again, don't have to defend it. Don't have to explain it. We don't have to understand it. We just have to decide if we're people of faith and then we just do what it says. And, and we trust the God that loves us enough. We, you love God. If you obey his word, what it shows is you love and you trust God enough to obey it. And we, and what it says is I know God loves me and he wouldn't give me garbage. Right. So, 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 you don't have to understand it. When, when, when my kids were young, they would jump, off walls into the pool. They would get up on high fences and jump in the pool knowing I'd catch them or not let them drown because they knew their dad wouldn't let them do that. And, I, yeah. and to date, I, didn't, I haven't done it. God is like that. He's like, jump, I've got you. Even little Read Ezra it. is yeah. so sweet. She's just, you know, what, eight months old now. Mm -hmm. But even since she's been just tiny, just anything that she, you could tell, you could see her little mind was like, oh, should I do that? You know, and then she would, she'd look at her mom or her dad to make sure it was okay. Yeah. You know, it's just so sweet. Why can't we just be like that? And trust I mean, God and trust. look to his word. And if he says yeah. it's not good, it's not. If it's yeah. good, it's good. You know, if we, you know, God tells us you, but the, the answers don't come by osmosis. You got to study him. You, you can, then you can be obedient to him. You got to have faith. And then listen, he promises curses for disobedience. So when we're not obedient, we're going the wrong direction. It's not that he's trying to hurt us. You're just going out from under the umbrella. That's where you get hailstones and rain. And, and you, yeah, he's not cursing us. We're just getting out there where it can happen. You're walking out, out of under his, his covering. covering. Yeah, exactly. And the word is God. We have to understand the word is God. The word is logos. It's Jesus. And last but not least, the word is our source of life. The timeline on the other side of Revelations is found by being obedient and loving of the word of God. 
to get, it's like our seed path. It's our, it's the path to get on that parable about the good soil, the bad, the, the good soil, the, the stony path, the, the, the rocky soil. And the Bible is your way to know that you're on the good path. And right. on the good path, you'll, you'll get good return. Mm -hmm. And the good return is life everlasting and abundance of life and, and forever and ever, you know? Mm -hmm. So both now and eternal. And and I think one of the keys is, is as we get ready to close this is loving God and loving Jesus, serving God and serving Jesus, following God and following Jesus is not possible without faithful, faithfulness and knowledge of the word of God. You just can't do it indefinitely. A child, you know, Ezra's trusting us now because she knows we won't drop her, we don't let her down. But there'll be a time when she'll run off and she'll go to college and high school and go out and she'll be away from us and she will have to have some knowledge that she has that's her own now. And, and, and so we have to have faithfulness and knowledge of the word to get out there as we get older. We have to have it in us right now because, you know, you can't, I don't, I don't have a Bible with me all the time, but I read enough of it that I can get out there and go, no, I shouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. Or I should be helping here. I shouldn't be walking past this. I shouldn't be watching this. It, it informs me and begins to be a part of my DNA spiritually. Right. And the word of God becomes a part of me. And I, I think the key takeaway for this is goes back is how do we live our life? Well, it would be easy. Just use the kid song for the Bible tells me so. Mm -hmm. Live it the way the Bible tells you so. And, and, for, and I'm going to make it real simple. That's what being a disciple is. A disciple by definition is a student of the word is a disciple. And to do that, you live as the Bible tells you so, as the as the Lord teaches, mm -hmm. you know. And to be a disciple of Jesus would be mean to be a disciple of the Logos. I mean, he was teaching them. He is the word. That's why John writes, and the Jesus that taught us was the word, and the word became flesh. And every word he said was life and life. You know, pay attention to these things. Yeah. That's why he says, John says at the end of Revelations, don't change a stinking word. These words were given by the Holy Spirit. And mm -hmm. cursed are you who change these words of life. So John starts off with life and he ends by saying, don't change a word because you can't, nobody here has the ability to change what Jesus spoke. All we can do is trick people into not knowing what Jesus really said. Right. And that's deadly. So my, one of my favorite texts, Fred Bishop taught me these years before I even knew where to find it. Study to show thyself approved a workman, uh, a, Approve, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed. And goes on to say, rightly dividing the word of truth. You can't know and divide what you haven't studied. So we hope, I hope that piqued your interest in getting the word. What do you think about that? The logos is awful, awful powerful. Um, we're going to come back in the next episode. We're going to dig a lot deeper in helping you kind of unlock the Bible. And one of our goals in the next episode is to talk about not just the origin of the Bible as in the Logos, but to really come back and talk about the power of it as the sword, how it can be your sword to kind of give your give you give you some leverage in life and to give you a tool in life to make you effective in life. Again, you gotta read it. You can't just you just can't fake this thing out. So I think we'll come back with a good discussion and get deeper into that. Beth, anything any last remarks or anything? No, no. Lucas? No. Nope. What was that resource again you said? 30 days to understanding the Bible. 30 days to understanding. Get in the daily walk, get in and pray for your life, pray for America. I like to pray for America. It's a good one. We did that for years. I just did the pray for persecuted this year. Really enjoying that. Same same reading, just different, just 
each day opens with a different prayer. That's all it changes in the pray for life or pray for persecuted. But get check out these resources and uh, get get in a daily reading plan, a daily quiet time, a daily worship time, and it will enrich and change your life. Yeah. Don't you don't you think so? Oh, yeah. So we'll be back in part two of this for the power of the sword. And go check us out on the doc.org. Email us at info at on the doc.org if you got any questions or want to find out more about this or you want these books or something, just send us an email and we'll we'll remind you that and maybe Donald will get it in the show notes. She's real good about doing that. That's how she found out we were talking about her hair. So YouTube, <laughs> Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Facebook, Roku, Rumble, Sarmnet. Go find us. Tell other people about us. And again, they are Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Telegram, and Getter. We'd love to hear your ideas. Tell us what Bibles you're reading, what, what stuff you're doing. Give us some resources out there, and we'll share that out there with the rest of our team hear it on the dock and all those out there watching with us on the dock subscribe hit like notify go to patreon become a partner or sponsor we'd love to have you and you need to be in a bible believing church go find you a good church preaching the gospel studying using the gospel and get there if you don't have a place and you're in southern illinois and you're near marion we'd love to have you on sundays at 10 o'clock wednesday 6 30 we'd love to we had great bible study last night wednesday we night did. it was fantastic so we're good. in matthew come join us and you can check us out at cof coftv.com we do stream live so you can check that out go look at other episodes but get in a church come to church with us we'd love to have you and we sure glad to have you today in our discussion mother beth thank you lucas thank you we'll be back really soon part two of this digging deeper in the word series and we're talking about for the bible tells me so get out there read your bible this week and come back and we'll talk more about it on the dock next with pastor Jordan.